talk to you this morning about the importance of connections, being connected uh, as, as individuals in, in this world where God has placed us, but also to talk about the connections that are important to uh, us being a part of the body of Christ, being a part of the family of God. Uh, one of the things that Becky and I do whenever we make a trip to a new city, we look for the opportunity to enlist uh, uh, on, on a bus tour, get engaged somehow to where we can have a tour guide point out the sights of that particular city. We did that when we went to New York. Uh, we did that when we were in California some years ago. Uh, we did that recently in Nashville. As a matter of fact, in Nashville we were on two different bus tours. And it is amazing the things that you walk by that you have no idea the significance of that particular spot until someone points that out to you. And that connection is very important. And, and we need to get to a place of humility where we understand that uh, there's a lot of things that, that we can gain from others. And so making those connections is a very important part of, of our growing as, as individuals, not only mentally, but spiritually. And so I want to talk about that today. I know for those of us who've had the privilege to, to make the Holy Land trip, we are so dependent upon the tour guides that lead us through the country because without them, again, we would walk right past sacred sites and have no idea that those sites were significant in the biblical narrative. And so as we think about that whole realm of being connected and allowing God to, to reach into our lives uh, through the touch of others, I pray that the Lord will use it in all of our hearts today in a, in a very profound way. In Romans, the eighth chapter, we find these words beginning with verse 14. All who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit Himself, bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. And so for us as Christians, we come to a place where we are drawn to the, the truth that Jesus died on the cross to pay for the forgiveness of sins and to open up to us the opportunity to be restored in our fellowship with the God who created us. Sin tears at the fabric of that relationship. That sin nature that we have inherited causes us to be uh, set adrift from, from our Creator. And God, from before the beginning of time, devised a plan whereby He would offer His Son, the sinless one, to be the sacrifice for our sin, that that payment might be made that would allow us to enter back into a friendship with the one who brought us into be being uh, to begin with. And so that, that move of God is an opportunity for you and I to, to find life, the life that we were created to enjoy. Here's the deal though, we need someone to make us aware of that offering that God has provided provided in His Son Jesus Christ. Otherwise, we'll walk right by that time after time and not understand what our opportunity is. Now, there's no doubt God uses people in that process. 
You, you can look back over your history and you can look to a time when there were people who were influencing you for the sake of your salvation. And they talked to you about Jesus or they invited you to church or they took you to Bible school or they gave you opportunity to be involved in Sunday school as a child. And these people, whether they were your parents or neighbors or relatives, were concerned about you not walking by Christ, missing your opportunity for salvation. But know this, even as God has used a multitude of people in our lives, in the midst of those people being used, the ultimate player has been the Holy Spirit. It is God's Spirit that is connecting with us that gives us the opportunity to not walk by what He has prepared for us, what He has provided for us through His Son, Jesus Christ. And so Paul, in writing to the Romans, says to them, you need to understand that as you have come to Christ, it is the Spirit of God who has brought you to that moment of faith. But you also need to understand it is the Spirit of God who will help you to continue in that faith walk that God has called you to. Otherwise, we will begin to fall back on works as the means to stay in good standing with God. And it happens in people's lives. And it actually looks good, but it is, it is actually a form of backsliding. Because we're not saved by our good works. We're saved by the cross of Christ. Amen? Yeah. That's our salvation. And Paul is writing to the Romans and he's saying, lest you be tempted to fall back on your own good works, I am reminding you that it is the Spirit of God that has delivered you from the spirit of slavery. It is the Holy Spirit that has enabled you to cry out, Abba, Father. And Abba is an Aramaic term that actually means Daddy in, in an affectionate way. And he says the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, has enabled you to see your Father as a loving Father, as, as a God who has provided everything that you'll ever need. And so the Spirit Himself is bearing witness with our spirits that we are the children of God and how we need that spiritual connection. Because I promise you, without that spiritual connection, Christianity will rapidly grow cold in our experience. It, it will fall back into a, just another religion of good works. You and I need that connection with the Spirit of God. Now know this, you don't have to labor for it, you just have to make yourself available for it. Because it's not something that is earned, it's a gift that is offered. And Jesus one time in teaching said, if a son asked his father to give him a fish, would he give him a snake? If he asked him for a piece of bread, would he give him a stone? He said, if your earthly fathers, by comparison, being evil compared to a holy God, give their sons good gifts, how much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit if you ask Him? And so, the Spirit's interaction in our lives is something that we avail ourselves to. It's not something we earn by our good works. It's just a matter of us day by day understanding that we need to have that connection. Just like, like I said, when Becky and I went to Nashville, the first thing we did, the very next morning after we got there, we got on a tour bus. We wanted to learn the lay of the land, what's here, uh, what are the places that are noteworthy that we need to pay attention to. And, and many of those places we rode by the night before when, when we were in the taxi cab from the airport to the hotel, but we had no idea what we were riding by. We needed that connection with someone who was in the know, who could help us understand what was all around us. And it brought the city to life for us. And I'm telling you as Christians, it is the Holy Spirit that brings Christianity to life for us. It is the Holy Spirit that allows us to understand this connection that we have with our Heavenly Father. It is the Holy Spirit that enables us not to, to, to cower in fear in the presence of God, but to run to Him crying out, Abba, Father, Daddy, give me what I need in my life today. And it is, it is His pleasure to give us that daily bread provision that He has for us. So the Spirit of God brings us to Abba Father. But I, I, want, I want to show you something this morning that, that I think is so very important for us to latch on to. I need it in my life, and I believe all of us need it in our lives. I need the Spirit from day to day to help me be aware of how I need to position myself in order to be right where I need to be to experience the fullness of Jesus as He passes by in my life. 
I, I, I need to know where do I need to stand, Lord, today? Where do I need to find myself today so that when the day is done, I will have had another opportunity to be in the very presence, the spiritual presence of Jesus. I can't see Him with my earthly eyes, but Lord, help me to see Him with my spiritual eyes. I'm not able to, to wrap my arms around Him physically, but Lord, spiritually, help me to, to be embraced by Him and to in, in turn embrace Him in the fullness of His grace that He is offering me in my life. Lord, help me to know where I need to be positioned. Listen, experiencing Jesus is not about performance. It's about position. It's not about doing things. It's about being in that place that God would have us to be in any given moment that we might, that we might be the benefactors of that blessing that He's wanting to bring to us in that very day. See, I, I believe God has something for us every day of our lives. I, I'm not saying that we're on the mountaintop every day. But if Jesus taught us to pray, give us, Lord, our daily bread, He means that every day He has a piece of bread for us, spiritually speaking. He has something for us that will grow us, that will sustain us, that will strengthen us, that will help us to continue on the pathway that He has called us to, that He has set us on. And so it's about position. It's not about performance. It's about position. And to illustrate that, I want to turn your attention to a Bible story found in Matthew chapter 9. Just a few verses. But I want you to look at a story that, that I think illustrates this, this principle of being in position to receive that blessing that God is wanting to bring to our lives. Jesus is talking. And as we pick up in verse 18 of Matthew 9, it says, While He was saying this, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has just died. But come put your hand on her and she will live. Man, I want that kind of faith, don't you? I mean, she's not sick. She's not just injured. My daughter just died. And I'm pleading with you to come, Lord, and lay your hand on her. And if you'll do that, she'll live. And Jesus is moved by His faith because the Scripture says Jesus got up and went with Him and so did the disciples of Christ. Just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind Him and touched the edge of His cloak. She said to herself, If I only touch His cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her and said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed that moment. When Jesus entered the synagogue leader's house and saw the noisy crowd and people playing pipes, He said, go away, the girl is not dead, she's asleep. But they laughed at Him. After the crowd had been put outside, He went in, took the girl by the hand, and she got up, and news of this spread through all that region. Here are a couple of people in this Bible story that found the importance of being in the right position to receive the miracle that God is wanting to bring to their lives. For the synagogue leader, it was a humble position of kneeling before the Master. Why in the world did he do that and how did he know to do that? I submit to you that the Spirit of God brought him to that decision. He was, he was connected because of the mercy of God. Make no mistake about this. It's about us positioning ourselves. God's already pursuing us. God's pursuing you this morning. You may, you may be in pursuit of Him, and that's a good thing. But I want you to know the whole reason you've come to pursue Him is because first He pursued you. God's always taking the initiative. God's always moving in the lives of people to bring us to the place that we might find ourselves in that humble and holy position where we can receive from His hand what we would never otherwise receive in our lives. And somewhere along the way, this synagogue leader came to realize that Jesus Christ has the power not only to heal sick people, but to raise the dead. The Spirit was quickening that in his understanding was building a fire in the furnace of his soul, if you will. Was warming him up. Was bringing him to a, a, a blazing faith concerning the need that was represented in the life of his young daughter. While others were already 
mourning her death. He was planning for her resurrection. How, how could he do that? Could he not see with his own eyes? Could he not experience within his own being? She's, she's not breathing anymore. She's gone. In the midst of that reality came another reality. One was natural. The other was supernatural. God was saying to this father, if you will trust me, you will see something happen in the life of your daughter that you never dreamed possible. Go to Jesus. The Spirit of God is, is tapping away at His heart. Go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. You know He's in town. You heard He was in town. Go find Him. Go find Jesus. Go find Jesus. One day some people asked Jesus, what works would the Father have us to do that we might please Him? And Jesus said, this is the work that the Father has given you to do. Believe on the One He sent. You see, we, we, we think that if we could go to church more, or if we, could, if we could help our neighbors more, or if we could put more money in the offering plate, or if we could do this or, or do another thing, that that would earn points for us whereby we could cash them in in a, in a serious time of need. The work that God has given us to do is to position ourselves in front of His Son, Jesus Christ. With that spirit connection, that dad got up from where his lifeless daughter lay, and he went and knelt down before Jesus. And he said, Master, my daughter is dead. Can you imagine the emotion as he speaks those words to Jesus? But I know that if you'll come with me right now and you will lay your hand on her, she'll live again. He didn't come to that faith on His own. The Spirit brought Him to that place of faith. I, I want you to understand today that when you come to those moments of faith, you didn't get there by yourself. And you didn't just get there because of your Sunday school teacher. You didn't get there because the preacher preached the right message or the worship team sang the right song. Yeah, all of that's a part of it, but they did what they did because the Spirit was bringing you to a moment of connection. The Spirit orchestrated that that song would be sung. The Spirit or orchestrated that the preacher would preach that message and Sunday school teacher would teach that Scripture. The Spirit was making connection with you and is making connection with you. It's position brought about by the sovereignty and the love of God that we might come to a supernatural place in our lives whereby the impossible happens because that's what God decided for you that day. That miraculous moment, that is your daily bread that day. So Jesus gets up and He's going with the Father. Do you think that Father's urgent about this? Do you think that that Father, as He's, as he's walking toward home, with Jesus following alongside, do, do you think that there are moments when that Father's looking to make sure Jesus is keeping up? I, I do. I think the Father's saying, this, we're going this way, we're going this way. There's a crowd. And a woman has decided, one of the other versions tells, gives more narrative regarding her story. Matthew just kind of gives us a, just, a, just a shadow of what's happening. But another, another one of the Gospel writers puts it this way, the woman had spent all of her money, the woman who walked up to touch the hem of His garment, she had spent all of her money trying to find a remedy for her physical need. She'd gone to all the doctors that she could go to, and now she was out of any resources to pay another doctor. And her problem is she's hemorrhaging. And it's gotten to the place as you can imagine, after 12 years, she's near death. It's got increasingly worse. At first, it, it, it was just barely noticeable. But with the passage of time, the need became greater. And now she knows that she's at the end of her rope. And she thinks. Now, did she just think? 
Or was there someone behind her thinking what she thought? She thinks to herself, I know Jesus is in town. If I could slip up behind Him and just touch the edge of His garment, I would be healed. In the same moment in time, on the same day, a daddy says, my daughter is dead, but if I can get Jesus to come and lay His hand on her, she'll live again. In the same town, in the same day, a woman says, I'm dying, but if I could touch the edge of His garment, just the hem of His garment, I know I would be healed. The Spirit brought that father to faith, and the Spirit brought that woman to faith. It wasn't that, it's not just that she thought up all by herself, but the Spirit of God reached into her, into her life, into her spirit and into her mind. Jesus is in town. If you go to Him, you'll be healed. Here's what is incredible to me about this Bible story. Two people... in the middle of impossible circumstances. A father with a dead daughter and a lady who's very near death herself. No one to take care of her. It's just her. And God reaches into both of their lives and enables them to be positioned in such a way that they will receive a miraculous touch that will change everything for them. And while Jesus is on His way to one, He still has time for the other. Oh, I, Brother Ron, I, I, I was going to call you, but I know you're busy, and I didn't want to bother you. And I appreciate that sentiment. But God has put me here to be there with you that we might be in position to receive what God's hand is wanting to deliver to you. Now, that can happen without me being involved. But if you ever for a minute think, I need to call Brother Ron, you, I, you call me, I don't care what time it is, what day it is, but I thought it might be your day off. I'll take another day off. Call me. But even if you're not moved to call me, I get that. Call on Jesus. And get yourself in position to encounter His presence in the middle of your impossible circumstances. Because God, by His Spirit, is drawing you to cry out to Him, Abba, Father. Heavenly Father, Daddy, would You please give me what I need? I listen a lot to uh, videos and audio programs on Right Now Media. And many of you are using that now. We provide that as a church uh, for you. And if you're, not, if you're not signed in yet, I'm telling you, there's a lot of good stuff on there that will help you to grow and, and be nurtured spiritually. So um, if, you, if you're not signed up and you want to be signed up, call Philip or text Philip, and he will tell you exactly what to do to get your very own, uh, your very own connection with Right Now Media. Well, this week I was watching another video. Actually, I was listening because uh, I was on the road, and I put my phone to Right Now Media and then clicked it on, on the audio uh, button so you're just hearing and not watching because I'm, I'm driving down the interstate and I'm thinking I better not watch this I'll listen to it and so I'm listening to Francis Chan and he's doing a teaching and he was talking about uh, he was talking about how how much God loves us and how much God wants to be with us if you believe that say amen I mean he loves you you just you cannot begin to fathom how much God loves you and so he, he said that he was in this particular speaking engagement and there were about 5,000 people there. And on this particular trip, he's, Francis Chan has got, a, I think he's got six kids. 
And uh, he took one of his daughters with him because he said, when I travel, you know, I can take one of the kids along and it's an opportunity for us to have one-on-one time and, you know, not be in the middle of the whole gang. And I can just kind of give them daddy love in that moment uh, of being together. So he said he, he, took, he took his daughter with him and at the time she was like four or five years old. And uh, he had someone that was a part of the, the group where he had gone to speak that said, you know, I'll take care of mercy while you're speaking. And, and, th- and that way, you, you know, you can do what you need to do. And, and when it's over, then, you know, mercy will be right there for you. So this particular time, he's speaking and he said, mercy is on, uh, is on the front row with, with the lady who's taking care of her. And he said, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm preaching, I'm, I'm, I'm putting the word out. And he said, I look. And Mercy is coming up the stairs to come across the platform to where I am. And he said, man, he said, I was, I was, I was in that moment when I was bringing it home. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was, I was making the application of what I'd been sharing. And, and, and he said, here she comes. And I'm thinking, oh, what am I going to do? And he said, um, he said, this is my little girl. She loves me and I love her. And he said, there's no way in the world that I was going to correct her. She's like four years old and she's making her way over. And he said, I just, kinda, I just picked her up and I'm holding here and said, mercy. He said, I'm up in front of all these people, but this is a mercy moment. And he said, I, mercy, what are you doing? She said, daddy, I just wanted to be with you. Yeah. He said, all the women in that audience. Oh, <laughs> And he said, you know, the, 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 the human side of me was like, okay, let's, let's get this done and get her back so I can finish this. And he said, then the Lord moved in his heart and helped him to realize, no, just go ahead and make her a part of this. And he said, it ended up in that moment that I was able to say to that group of people, just like mercy wants to be with me, No matter what, I want to be with my Heavenly Father no matter what's going on. That woman who was hemorrhaging to death, I I bet there was someone who said, get back, get back, he's on his way to the synagogue leader's house. And she's not taking no for an answer. She just wants to be with him just for a moment. She doesn't want to belabor the issue. She just wants to touch the hem of His garment. Doesn't want to be a bother, but knows that she needs Him. Francis Chan told that audience that day, he said, just like mercy wants to be with me no matter where I am or what I'm doing, nothing else will take the place of her being with her daddy. That's how, that's how our relationship ship with the Father is. And, and here's the thing we need to understand. He said, just like I want to be with mercy right now, God wants to be with you. And you, man, it touched my heart. It's position, not performance. God God is not looking for you to impress Him with your spirituality. As a matter of fact, if you're attempting to impress God with your spirituality, that's, all, that's got pride written all over it. God, God is not looking for you to perform. He's looking for you to answer the call to let Him wrap His arms around you. It's position, not performance. Devotions you have in your quiet time and reading the Word and spending time in prayer and and studying a devotional. It's not performance, it's position. What can happen in this moment of me taking a minute or 10 minutes or 15 minutes or a half an hour to be in His presence? What, What is it that needs to happen in this time that will put me in position to see, to look upon the face of Jesus and to see His hand extended to me? It's position. No matter the urgency of the moment, 
No no matter how many people are reaching out to Jesus in any given time, He has time for you in that moment that He's bringing you into position to look upon His face and to trust in His masterful work. It's receiving. It's, It's receiving from God, not trying to achieve something for God. A humble position before our Heavenly Father that we might receive what He is more than willing to pour out in our lives. Some of you need a physical touch today. Some of you need a blessing in your homes. Something's missing. And you've tried. But it's not changing. And some of you keep working in that job that you know God has not called you to. And He's told you over and over again, it's not about the paycheck. It's about purpose. It's about living your life for heavenly things, not earthly things. But you, keep it, you stay in that job and you're miserable. Because you know you were created for something different. And this morning God is saying, if you'll position yourself in the work that I've called you to, you won't believe how your life will change. How your home life will change. How everything will change. Because life is more than achieving. It's receiving. It's a shame when we settle for what we can provide for ourselves rather than positioning ourselves to receive from Him what we could never attain for ourselves. And I'm not just talking about spiritual blessings. I am talking about that. But I'm talking about the whole of life. Position, not performance. Receiving, not achieving. And it all comes back to this. Allowing ourselves that connection with the Holy Spirit. And that's very intentional. Allowing ourselves that connection with the Holy Spirit that will cause us, like that woman, to think she thought to herself, if I could just touch the hem of His garment, But she thought to herself because the Spirit of God planted that thought in her mind. Connection. You're walking by what God is wanting to give you day after day because you think, I got this. What would happen if in humility you bowed before Him today And said, Lord, I don't know what to do. I'm getting nowhere fast and I'm sick of this treadmill. How many of you are sitting here today? Brother Ron, it's like you've been in my mind. That's not me, y'all. That's all him. Because when I stand before you today, I don't stand before you with every word that's being spoken written down on a page. Connection is happening because Abba Father loves you like that. And He wants to bless you more than you want to be blessed. Position yourself. Listen to what the Spirit is saying to you. Not only in this moment, but throughout this week. Listen to what the Spirit says and react to it. The daddy got up 
from the side of his dead daughter and went and knelt down before Jesus, and she lived again. The woman left her house and risked the crowd, and she risked a lot. We'll talk about that another time, but she risked a lot in that society in her condition to go out in public to find Jesus. But she risked all of that just to touch the hem of his garment, and she was healed. The Spirit speaks, we position ourselves, and Abba Father pours out a gift of love that is beyond description. Get off the performance treadmill and let God love you. Father, this morning, we thank you for this Bible story. We thank you, Lord, for the principles of truth that we find in your word. I'm sorry that, Lord, at best my efforts are feeble. But this truth is sure. And there is no feebleness in your spirit. And so I thank you in this moment that while you've chosen the foolishness of preaching to bring us together around this truth, that, Lord, it is your Holy Spirit in this place that takes us beyond the foolishness of preaching and brings us to the soundness of doctrine that can forever change us, not only in heaven, but even in the here and now. That woman was healed and that girl was raised from death because two people answered the call of your Spirit upon their lives and positioned themselves in front of Jesus. Lord, the applications of this message are profound and numerous. I pray that you will help me and help us to make the application you're calling us to. Thank you for this time, Lord. Have your way in this moment, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
I be. Mean. 